if I could pay to get Lacazette off the team sheet, off the club's website, I would do it. So there's no way in hell he would ever make my team talk less of being on the bench or anything like that. So welcome to the Arsenal Asylum podcast. The name's Mod, Mod Russell, aka Kick Up the Arse. And we've got a great pop for you today, considering the lack of blood clot result against Villa. I'm here with a man like King Shay. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And a man like Nigel David. Oh, what's really good? What's really good? Long time, bro. Long time. It's been a hot minute. It's been a while. But you know, we're here again to discuss all things Arsenal. And never mind the cold, wet night in Stoke or Burnley. We weren't even up for it in the cold, wet night at the Emirates. <laughs> it was shocking. Um, you know, let me, let, let me know. What, what was your guys' uh, you know, thoughts on the game itself? <sighs> what a way to come back. Um, it's pretty, pretty disgraceful, in all honesty. I think there's a few things for me that kind of stood out in the game yesterday. I watched it. And I was kind of pulling my hair out throughout. But um, I think one of the first things that really stu- stood out was how the way we, we just simply couldn't handle Grealish or Barkley. The link-up play just, it's like they were toying around with us. It's as if you was in like a secondary school playground and you got like the best footballers on in the year playing against like the year below and just toying with a defence. <laughs> Completely ripping us at every single Every uh, opportunity. Then you had Watkins, who was showing Lacquer how you hold up a ball as a striker, <laughs> like, and how you bring other players into play. And then one thing I found really interesting looking at that game is so before the game, Arteta had been giving it the biggins on how Pepe and his inconsistency, but then you have William. And Laka still starting these games. Yeah. Um, like, hmm. No, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, I have to, I have to come in with Williams, a little defence on William, because I know a lot of people weren't aware <laughs> we were talking about it earlier, but the man's been carrying the injury. I think he, I think he's pretty much had this calf trouble since he pulled up at, uh, at London Colney. So I, I think he's kind of been struggling with it in and out. And I don't know if there? everyone else has noticed. Exactly my point. Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, 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 you know, Arteta feels that he's going to get something from him that he's not going to get from from Pepe. But, you know, we all know that Pepe's, at the moment, in terms of creativity, whether he does disappear for 78 minutes, you know, those 20 minutes of, of, of fire can give you one or two goals. So, you know, it's um, it's a tricky one. But yeah, yeah man, Nigel, what was you, what was you Sorry, thinking? yeah, sorry to cut you, Mod. I think, look, man, I think, I think before the game, <clears throat> I had said, I expected it to be a tough game anyway. Um, you look at our previous two results against Villa, and I know it was first one was under Unai, but even the second time Villa, I think, beat us one nil um, in the last outing. So I, I didn't expect it to be a walk in the park. And I think with this team is look um, when we're underdogs, I expect us to perform. 
Um, I don't think this team is quite at the level of dealing with the pressure of expectation um, as as yet. Like, uh, uh, if you look at the effort compared to the Man United game or the performance from the Man United game to the Villa game, it was, you know, it might have been a complete, completely different set set of eleven players to me. Um, so yeah, it wasn't acceptable. However, look, this doesn't happen, or the manner in which we got beat by Villa doesn't happen to us too often. Yes, we've been beaten under Arteta before, um, but I think we've most part put a pretty relatively decent performances, um, defensively at, at least anyway. Um, so look, I, I'm just putting it down to a bad day at the office, man. I, I have to for my own sanity. <laughs> okay, so I mean, I, uh, from from my point of view, it was one of those... You know, one of those games where I thought it would be an interesting game because of the contrasting styles. Um, I I did feel that Villa could pose a threat. Um, and knowing, you know, what we've seen the last three times Villa have been to the Emirates, um, they've beaten us. So I think it's at least three. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't necessarily surprised. What I was surprised about was the manner of the defeat. And the fact that I felt that we were very, very lacklustre. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 there just seemed to be zero intensity from the team. Um, and, you know, as I said, the weather was just miserable. And, you know, the players just did not look up for it. And it just reminded me, like I said, back in the day, the old Wenger size, when we used to go out to Stoke and we just weren't up for it. The only difference is this time... These boys were playing football against us. <clears throat> like they were balling. Like I'm not even gonna lie. You know, Grealish, um, McGinn, uh, Barkley, and you know, they were just they were just tearing it up, tearing it up. Mm. And what was putting the ball in the net? It was it was it was, it was ridiculous. Um, yeah. So so you know, I mean, what were you saying about the stats, Jay? Like it's pre- it makes pretty ugly reading in all honesty. Like when you think of it, like they put the ball in the back of the net four times. Yes, we can say the first one was disallowed and stuff like that. But irrespective, the ball hit the back of the net four times. When you think even prior to yesterday's game, Arsenal had won the last three home games against Villa with an aggregate score of twelve to two. Take that into, into consideration for one second. But just even looking at yesterday alone. Out of 13 shots on goal, only two of them were on target. Villa had 15 shots, so ahead of us in that regard, away from home, and had six six shots on target to our versus our two. They were just better than us in all over the park. Tackles, we had seven tackles to their 14. Clearances, they had 26 to our 12. Corners, they had eight corners to our three. Well, yeah, I mean, it was evident. I mean, you didn't need to be startled to realise that they were literally all over us. For You know, when when that goal went in, um, you know, what was it, one minute and 40 seconds or whatever, whatever stupidness it was, um, you would have thought that would have been a warning and, and, and you know, the, to give them that little kick up the backside to, to, to push them forward or, or motivate them to think, hold on a minute, we've got to wake up here. But that, that, that moment never seemed to arrive. Um, and, you know, so obviously the next day or even 
after the game, follow through to the next day, you're getting all the vitriol and all of the, um, you know, all the negativity and, 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 you know, people, people even now questioning whether Arteta is, you know, the, the manager, really the manager for Arsenal or whether it was a false dawn. I mean, what's your thoughts on it, uh, Nigel? Yeah, man, look, whether he is or, or, or isn't, I, I, I think with with football, you've, it's always best to follow a due process. So Arteta came in, what, middle of last season? Um, you've got to give the, give the guy at least a shot at getting a full two seasons under his belt, in my opinion, um, unless it's going catastrophically wrong and we're heading for uh, 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 a relegation, which we, to be fair, not far off. Um, <laughs> you know, you 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 give the guy the opportunity, the the the, the time to to try and implement his 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 ideas. Um, you know, I think we're all guilty of it. Um, certainly myself of being extremely short-sighted and looking at the game football from a game-to-game perspective. But um, I think I mentioned in the group earlier that look. Uh, the way most pros that I've ever spoken to look at a season, they look at their points tally, you know, how many points are we trying to achieve um, this season? Where do we think we need to be points-wise to get to, 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 to reach our goals? And I think obviously not something we're going to do as fans, but just having a bit of perspective at times, like we're eight games in, he's had half a season um, calling for Arteta's head, regardless of the result. I think is 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 ludicrous, especially when you know if you really step back and again take off that narrow-minded view, um, there has been progress. I, I I really don't want that to be lost in 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 the noise of the the the, the lack of creativity, which is an issue. Um, you know, I remember going to the Emirates on far too many occasions. And just seeing teams just walk through us, whether they scored or not, different story. But just literally walking through our midfield straight to our to our defence, straight at, at, in a, a goal, um, like a hot, hot hot knife through butter. So that's <laughs> I say that stopped um, for the most part. Um, that 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 stopped, and it, it, you know we've looked. You know before yesterday's game, we were had the best defensive record in, in the Premier League, which is testament to the changes Arteta's, Arteta's made. Um, and I've always been a believer that, look, you build, you know, goals win you game, but defences win you titles is the age-old saying, you know, you build from the back. So once you've got a solid foundation and, you know, we all know what the issue is, I, 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 I think you give Arteta the time to kind of sort out those creative issues um, and let him build on the good work um, that he's done. Um, so yeah, man, I, I I don't think he's got every decision right. Um, you're never going to agree with every decision a manager's going to make, but yeah, man, take take a bit of a longer view. Any anyone screaming for Arteta out or or, or or anything too negative, I think um, yeah, uh, probably not. Uh, uh, needs to take a take, go for a walk and uh, have a breath of fresh air. Yeah, indeed. I mean, I was just going to say, um, you know, just to, just to add to that, if I if I was to tell you that um, Arsenal this year, we played eight games, we've got twelve points, we've got nine goals for and ten games, ten, ten goals rather against. So we're minus one, right? Now this time last year, we had, um, we were. Fourth in the league, I think. We have four wins, 
three draws, one losses. We scored 13 goals and conceded 11. And we were plus two. So for me, it, it, it's like, <laughs> I can see progress. But, you know, I, this time last year, we were actually in a better position. So, you know, I'm not going to say Arteta out because I'm a big Arteta fan. I think he's certainly certainly going in the right direction. But, you know, people have to understand the process. And my fear is, obviously, people didn't understand, you know, what, what Uno was trying to do. And it turned against him pretty quick. The last thing I want to do is the fans start doing the same thing over and over again. When personally, I think we've got the right man for the job. What do you think, Shay? Yeah, I do think he's the right man for the job. But um, there are some glaring issues, I feel, in the team. And I'm not saying it's going to be an overnight thing. However, there's certain things that I'm not particularly comfortable with. So, like, looking at some some more things to look at. When you look at, like, the league, you mentioned the league table. And looking at in terms of, yeah, shot creating, creation, we're 19th in the table, if you're looking at that. Obviously, in terms of goals scored, we're 13th. Shots on target, 14th in the league. Number of key passes, 17th. For a team that's renowned for playing beautiful football, and I know that's now, it's now actually feeling, feeling like a thing of the past in terms of the style of football that we've, I feel, become renowned for. And I kind of want to see us move back towards that. I get in terms of the defence and how important that is. But for me, the glaring issue is in terms of you've got like a player like Aubameyang or striker playing out on the left, which I feel is wasted. And I've got stuff to even back it up as well. When you look at Aubameyang before Arteta versus what, what he's like currently now. When you look at, for instance, his minutes per goal, Prior to Arteta, and this is not a witch hunt against Arteta, it's just simply stating the facts. Prior to Arteta being there, his minutes per goals was 126 minutes. Since Arteta, that's now gone up to 173 minutes. That's 44 minute difference. That's that's a half. Yeah. But I mean, I, I get that. I get it. Um, I see it. I believe it. Uh, but then there's part of me that thinks, well, what I see from Oba now was not what was required of him, even under Unai or Freddie, um, which is to to track back, literally, um, you know, protect the wing backs, um, and drop back sometimes into midfield. Sometimes I've seen him in a in left back position. Mm. Um, so but don't he, you feel like that's wasting pro- our best player though? Like, I do, I do, I do. But I see Arteta just wants to make sure that we're hard to beat first and foremost. And it was it was looking like it was working up until last week. Um, but, you know, a week's a long time in football and, he, and these things these things happen, these results happen. I mean, like I said, you know, Liverpool lost 7-2 to these guys. So, you know, are we all of a sudden going to say that Liverpool are, are, are a poor team? I don't know. What do you think, Nigel? Um, yeah, look, man, just to go back to, to, to the point uh, about, say, you made about Oba having to, 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 to do a lot, the, the minutes per goal ratio for Oba, I, I hear that loud and clear, and I think you hit the nail on the head, Mods. He's being, Oba's clearly being asked to do stuff that he wasn't um, being asked to do under his pre- predecessors. Um, 
But I think we've kind of got to grow out of this mentality of, look, yes, you want to utilise your best players and you want everyone to be in their most effective position. But football is now more about a sum of all parts more than ever before. So when Obo was tracking back under the first, you know, when Arteta came back, um, we were all singing his praises. Yes, it's because he was scoring, um, but I think that's always been the priority for Arteta is building a foundation. And I just don't, I just probably think we probably want different things at the stage of the journey for where we're at. Because the reality is we finished eighth last season and I don't think more goals was going to get us much higher up the table. I, I think having a better foundation um, and stopped being stopped being so easy to to, to to score against, he says, after losing 3-0 to Villa. Um, but for the most part, um, it is, 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 is the direction uh, we should be heading in. Do I agree with everything Arteta's done? Definitely not. I don't understand how Lacquer is 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 starting as many games as he as he is um I, if william does have this this injury i'm sorry you know if you can't handle the heat get out of the kitchen there's not much sympathy for me there because arteta's chosen you to play so he expects you to perform sorry um but yeah i think ultimately man yeah we're, we're heading in the right direction um providing he can he can fix the the creative issues um which i think he deserved the due time to do Mm-hmm. Shay? Yeah, um I, I, I hear I hear what we're saying in terms of the time, but I just look at stuff like the the lacquer situation and yet yeah, there's no sympathy on my part. There's there's no excuse for it. There's I, I can't think of a logical reason as to why he's starting games. There is none. I think look, with the lacquer situation, it could almost almost be a case of give someone enough rope and let them hang themselves. That's not, that's probably not the right expression because I definitely don't think Arteta is expecting or wants or has any desire for, for, for Lacquer to fail, but Lacquer is getting, in my opinion, every opportunity to rectify um, because it hasn't left my memory of the horror show that was last season. Um, I understand he had things going through in his personal life and that may have made his 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 his, his professional life um, a little bit more difficult. So cool, I can maybe get through that for one season, but I need you to come back this season firing on all, all cylinders. And irrespective of the fact that the team, yes, it shouldn't all fall on Lacquer and yes, we're not creating as much. We all know Lacquer's had some very clear guilt-cut chances to score some pretty clinical goals for us this season. Yes, all strikers miss goals, but unfortunately, as you guys have heard me say many a time in the WhatsApp group, um, you you don't have credit. You don't have that kind of credit to be missing those kind of chances Um, right right now. You need to rectify your performance from last season, which you haven't done. so yeah, man, I, 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 the lacquer one is 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 a, is mind-boggling. Um, alternative is do you stick Eddie up there? Is is he that much worse of an option? <laughs> Shay, what do you guys think? No, I mean, like, like I was about to say before, like for me, it, you know, Lacazette, we know what he's capable of. Since he had that injury, you know, last season, I haven't really seen the same player. Yes, he's been asked to do more. Yes, he's dropped back and he's battled and he's, you know, he's been quite impressive sometimes with his work rate and coming back, tracking back and stuff like that. Ultimately, that's not what we bought him for as a club. Um, 
we bought him for his uh, goal scoring prowess. Um, now, touching on what you said, Nyes, regarding you know, uh, is it is it a case of giving him enough rope to hang himself? I I do believe that um, he's not the long term option. I think the hierarchy probably know that he's not the long term option. I don't think he gives us enough mobility up front. Um, you know, in the way that the striker we kind of need, I think has to be a lot more mobile, a lot more physical, um, and a lot more clinical than Lack has been. And it seems so strange to say that if you fast, you know, well not fast forward, if you rewind, uh, you know, to maybe two, three seasons ago and the player that we had and how clinical he was, um, he just seems a shadow of his former self. Sometimes when it gets like that, is it time for a player to move on? Maybe. Um, but right now, we're stuck with him. We're stuck with him at least till January. So we need to find a way to make it work. Is Eddie the option? <laughs> that was the next thing. Yes. Um, long term, maybe. Um, but right now, a player like Eddie needs service. And right now, the problem with all our strikers are they're not getting the service, you know. Um, maybe, like I said, <laughs> permitting who's had a good few chances and hasn't managed to put them away. But the the majority of them are not getting the chances. They're not getting the balls in the position to get that strike off. Um, and we all know where that's coming from. The lack of creativity in midfield. Um, you know, should we have had... Willett playing or or someone that can run at the defence. I know, you know, Emil Smith-Rowe, everyone loves him, but he's not ready yet. But certainly, maybe not down to ability, but certainly down to fitness. Um, so we're just lacking options. You know, Ozil's not in the squad anymore. Yes, he might have been an option, but it is what it is. So let's forget about that. Let's part that one. But, you know, I just think all round, I look around the squad and I wonder whether we're short of two or three players. I mean, you look at Bellerin, for example. Bellerin, Bellerin has divided opinion. But when you look at his stats, eight games, he's got two assists. You look at someone like Trent Arnold, eight games, one assist. You know, um, arguments there. What are we looking at? Are we looking at productivity or are we looking at flair? Um, he's been called up to the Spanish squad. You know, long term, is Bellerin good enough for the Arsenal? Yeah, I'll jump in and say 100% yes. Um, again, long term view, Nigel, coming in. Um, Bellerin came back, was it mid? Yeah, around halfway through last season, um, if I remember, because he had the. The, the injury that took him out for a year. Um, and I think we were, certainly myself, was really on his case because rightfully so, um, he had some really subpar performances. He just looked, you know, when a footballer's come back from a long-term injury, they're just half a yard off the pace with a think, the, the delay between the thinking time and the reaction time is maybe a split second off. And um, I had serious doubts about him. Um when PSG came in over the summer, 
um, sniffing around. I, I kind of sat and thought about it. How did it make me feel as an Arsenal fan? And yeah, I, I, I like Bellerin. He's a, I, I consider him a gunu through and through. But if the right money came, I, I certainly wasn't going to turn my nose up at it. Um, don't want to get too carried away as it's only eight games in, but he looks absolutely rejuvenated. And to be fair, I think you probably saw signs, or there were probably signs of it towards the end of last season. Um, but he's actually been one of our, probably one of our most consistent or one of up there with some of our most consistent performers. Not that we've had that many to choose from um, this season. I, 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 I actually say I'm really proud as an Arsenal fan. Um just to see someone come back from such a... It was a bad injury. I think we forget it how bad an injury. that, that injury it. was. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... it's You know, yeah, we're thankful of the modern day of sport that, that most players seem to come back. But, you know, you've always got that doubt in your mind. Are they going to come back the same? And, um, man, yeah, testament, you know, always teasing him about planting trees and stuff. But, you know, he, he, he's, he's, he's actually letting his talking do... Do he's letting his football do the talking? Um, yeah, man. Hats off to brother and hats off. Shay, what's your what's your view on it? Yeah, no, nah, I have to agree. And to be honest, I was pretty skeptical, and I was kind of calling for Bellerin's head in the summer. If I'm to be honest, so now I'm eating a little bit of humble pie. I do have to admit, especially when you look at his first call up in what is it like four years? So yeah, and he he thoroughly earns that that call up. So. He's played well, so there's no denying it. He's in form, but the only thing I will say is it's only eight games. And that's not to sound too pessimistic, but it is literally only eight games. So I, I want his flowers, to... say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 his flowers while he's here, boy. But um, no, I can't. I, 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 I hear you 100%. Um, sometimes I look at I can tell he's lost a yard of pace. Uh, since the injury he doesn't seem to be as quick as he once was. Um, but he has put in steady performances. He's been very reliable in some ways. Um, that dynamic speed and attacking nature that he once had, um, I don't quite see that anymore. However, what he has done um, has been productive. Um and he has, I agree, been one of the most consistent players so far this season. Um, um, it was um, just on the come come back to Bellerin. Um, you're you're exactly right. You're 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 right. What he has lost that explosiveness that because Bellerin was is or was ridiculously quick, even for the Premier League. Um, I'm pretty sure he wasn't he like than, one of the faster than Walcott or something. Yeah, that was literally yeah. literally took the stat right out of my mouth, mod. Um, mm. Yeah, he, we've got him down as being faster than Walcott. Um, but what I think and what I've realised about I think Bellerin, I'm faster than Walcott now. He's <laughs> he's really understood what Arteta expects of him in that role, and I don't think it's so much his physical attributes getting him by. I actually think it's his understanding of when to make those runs inside, when to overlap, um, and just the rotational positioning that you need to be in that in that 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 flexible system that um, Arteta likes to play. I'd actually say he probably understands it as well as anyone. Um, in 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 again, not that we've got many to choose from um, in the team at the moment. Um, yeah, man, really intelligent, really intelligent player. You'll see. 
Nigel literally took the, took the words out of my mouth. I was literally just about to say that. You look at like his positioning and it's improved so much, I personally feel. So like, whereas I think when, when he came back last season, he was getting caught out a lot. Now he just seems a, to be in the right position a lot more. So he's making those recoveries a lot quicker. He's in the right position to intercept the ball. When he's moving forward, he's making better decisions in the final third as opposed to beforehand where it's like he gets up there and he doesn't know what to do. It's like he's got yeah. a million things going on in his brain at the same time. But now it's like he's, he's a lot more calmer. You look back to the um, United game, he's the mm. one that won us that penalty. Yeah. And his performance in that game was honestly faultless. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That 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 um, inside to outrun, yeah, yeah. That you know, literally, that's what I was thinking of when I said uh, he understands Arteta's role, when to know to make the overlapping run, when to make the that run from inside going out, um, just to drag players out of position to create space for others, even if you're not on the ball. Yeah, I think he's 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 really come on um, leaps and bounds in that, that, that regards. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember when Bellerin first came on the scene, I, you could tell what you usually get with really quick players because they know they're so quick. They don't re- they don't care about positioning, but you see, you've seen it with Walker guy players like Walker a hundred times. They're so quick that they got that recovery pace where their positioning doesn't necessarily have to be um, as great as say some other defenders, whereas maybe losing that half a yard of explosiveness has kind of maybe forced Bellerin maybe to understand his role um, a bit better, maybe even say the injury is blessing in disguise, but, you know, um, uh, certainly matured um, his defensive. His, um, yeah, well, defensive. you know, it's funny you say that, Nigel, about the injury being a blessing in disguise. I think I think it's, um, it's it, it, sometimes it works out that way. I remember with Robert Perez when he'd done his cruciating and like everyone thought it was game over for him yeah, and he came yeah. back and he was a better player for it. Um, he learned to adapt his game. He, he, you know, defended a bit more. He just became a better all-round player. Uh, rather than just being, you know, a bit of a speed merchant, you know, that was able to kind of cut in and bang the ball in the net or put on a lovely assist. Um, he just became more rounded. And I, I do see that about Bellerin. Um, you know, I was fortunate to watch him back in the day for the under, you know, under 18s um, and then the under 23s in the next gen tournament and see him in Milan um, playing Inter. And he was pretty, pretty special. You know, he was one of those players that you just looked at and you just thought, you know, as, as, as much as you looked at, at Serge, who was playing at the same time, Serge Nabry, you looked at Bellerin and just thought, these two are just standout, standout players. Um, has he quite achieved his potential? I don't think so, but I don't know if he's necessarily all to blame for that because, you know, the team he's been in hasn't been great. That being said, he has got some silverware in the trophy cabinet, albeit uh, FA Cups. But yeah, it's, it's you know, I, I think, well, you know, we're pretty much all agreed on that one. Definitely, man, definitely. All right, so, you know, we've we've discussed quite a few things where the frailties lie, um, where the improvements could potentially be with certain players and, and dissected it a little bit. But um, you know, let's let's try and look at the positives because you know, for us, the only way is up right now. So, in terms of let's say your preferred attacking lineup, um, 
you know, we've talked about the Williams and the Pepe debate and, you know, obviously we've got players to come back into the fold. Um, you know, we're all waiting for Martinelli to be fit enough to kick a ball again. Um, you know, so what's your what's your preferred lineup, Nigel? For me, um, I say it's quite simple. Nothing in football is ever that simple. Um, against top six sides, we play the system we did against United, three at the back, two holding, two wing backs, two up top. Um, and personnel, um, do you know what? I actually would have lacquer for... can't believe I'm saying that. Um, I just, yeah, I had to... But Eddie? Disappointed. I know, I had to stop myself. No, nah, but do you know what? No, nah, I'm going to stand on this hill. Um, I probably would have lacquer against top six uh, uh, sides and Oba uh, on the left um, and Pepe on the right. Um, Saka wing back, if you want to call it attacking, and uh, him an attacking option. But against the rest, um, I'd most certainly play four three three. So my attacking options there. Lacquer doesn't need to be anywhere near the starting. It doesn't even need to be on the team bus for those games. Um, it, it, it's literally Oba up top, Pepe right, and if I take a fit Martin, me personally, um, I would take a fit Martinelli over Saka. Um, but in the right here and right now, it's, it's obviously got to be Saka. Um, and yeah, man, I think you run party as a, a kind of a sole DM and then whoever in the, the, the advanced CM positions. What about you? Uh, Shay, what, you think, what are you thinking? What's your thoughts? If I could pay to get Lacazette off the team sheet, off the club's website, I would do it. So there's no way in hell he would ever make my team talk less of being on the bench or anything like that. So Aubameyang would definitely start for me up top. On the left, I would go at the minute with Saka, but I, I do agree Martinelli would start ahead of him when once fit. On the right-hand side, I'd go with my boy Pepe, Team Pepe, still very strongly behind it. And then in the middle of them, though, who I would actually go for is Willock. I can't lie, he's really impressed me a lot this season. I feel like he's he's come 100%. on leaps and bounds. So for me, he would, he would definitely start. And what I, what I love about him is his energy. So you look at like the Europa games, I know it's only Europa games, but there's something about him in terms of that desire. To, and he's an Arsenal boy, so he just gets it. And I feel yeah. like with a, with a lot of the young players, they really get Arteta's instructions. So you yeah. can see what Arteta wants the players to do. And for me, he would be great in terms of that energy and bring it to the Premier League team. You look at, like, for instance, what Martinelli done when he was playing last season, whereas half the other boys were asleep, you knew he was just on it all the time. I could see something very similar with Willock. So, yeah, I, I would start Willock as well. Yeah, I mean, for, for, for me, it was like, after his performance in Europe, in the in the week, I would I would have included him. Yeah, he should have started. He should have started. I mean, especially against Aston Villa, uh, I didn't feel we needed to be as protective as we were against um, against Man United because I I just felt that it negated from our game uh, having you know Party and uh, old um, El Nenny 
running around the pitch, you know, it, it, it just didn't work. We needed it out. We needed it out, but we needed ball carriers that came because that's what they had. They had ball carriers, you know. Grealish, McGinn and, and, and Barkley are ball carriers. And we just didn't seem to have it. Um, so, you know, not, not, to, not, not to harp on the negative, but I feel that we've got enough within our squad to utilise it. And he's always preaching about playing the youth, but, you know, and he has Sackles playing, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, we're lacking that creativity in the middle and, and we're lacking that someone that can run at them in the middle and, and pull players away, attract them to the ball and then make that killer pass. And I think Willock could have done that. No, I mean, I agree. Um, I think Willock's, just to add, um, Willock's been in very good form. Um, however, look, I'm with all due praises of, to put a bit of a shay here with, uh, <laughs> um, I, I, I think I'm a bit tempered on the expectations with Willock. Um, great player. Um, love the energy. Um, I think just in, in a Premier League game, you're gonna, and I'm not saying that he's not capable of doing more, but I certainly think you need more than running around a lot, um, especially in that position that he wants to play or that we probably want him to play. Um, I think he's probably still got a little bit more maturing to do. Um, it's not the finished article, but there's not many in the Arsenal that's side true, that are. That's true. I'm, if I'm, we're, I'm if picky, we're being yeah, honest, I'm being, maybe you know? I'm being a bit picky. Here. So it's just about his ability and what he could have brought and what we were particularly lacking within the squad at that particular moment. And, you know, we, we brought Ceballos on. Like, why wasn't he starting? You know? Do you think Ceballos is a ball carrier? Do you classify him as a ball carrier? Questions yeah, yeah, because he, he'll, he'll shift the ball and he'll move it uh, move it a little bit and then he'll make the pass. Do you know what I mean? So he won't carry it, you know, box to box, mm. but you will see him beat a player or commit a player or two and then make his pass. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. so he, he will carry the ball, whether it's little short spurts, whether it's little five yards forward or whatever, five metres. Um, you know, he, he, he will do that. So for me, yes. Um, he moves that ball forward. You know, one thing that we, you know, and you know, I, I, I believe in Xhaka's importance to the, to the squad and I'll say squad now, not so much first team. Now we've got party, but you know, one thing that I used to criticize him for is if he's not looking for that long pass, more often than not, he passes backwards or sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I always look for those players that are looking to go forward, and that's why I like Partey because he, he he you know he's a player that will drive that ball forward. Um, but ultimately, that's what we're lacking in this side at the moment. Um, do I see this particular result as a damning result? No, I don't. I see it as a bit of a blip, a blip of a bit of a freak of nature. Because if you look at what's transpired before, we've been almost watertight um, and played the best of the teams, the best of the best. But against Villa, we got it wrong. But as I say, you know, a week is a, a long time in football. We've got the international break at the moment. So, you know, <laughs> two weeks time, we could be singing a totally different song. And that's football, right? So um, with that, you know, I'm going to bid you guys adieu. I think we've had a great pod tonight. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I'm Mod, Mod Russell, a.k.a. Kick Up The Arse. I'm here with uh, Naughty Nigel David. Oh, yeah, 
Anyway, good to be here, guys. Great pod, great pod. And the man likes C, King C. An absolute pleasure, man. Really nice speaking to you guys tonight and catching up with everyone. I love, bro. It's been a great one. Don't forget to like, follow, share and subscribe. It's been a great one. We're the Arsenal Asylum. Peace. Peace. Thank you.